Hi, it's Lynn Rossetto Casper here with a round of podcasts based on our new book, The Splendid Tables, How to Eat Weekends. The book is dedicated to letting loose in the kitchen, at least on the weekends. My co-author and partner in crime, producer Sally Swift, is here as well. Hey, everyone. You know, we're trying to break into some new territory with these podcasts. Today, we're not talking about cooking, however. We're talking about entertaining, and specifically some things that really can make your party fly or not. We've talked to a lot of people, and there have been some surprising realizations for us. You know, one of the most interesting pieces of information is the shape of your table and which shape makes for the best gatherings. And yeah, there is a real difference in how we all behave at different shaped tables. Now, we first started talking about this with Nora Ephron came on our show, and you know, she is such a lovely, mouthy, and smart woman, and has many, many opinions about entertaining. And she is firm, hands down, she says, a round table is the way to go. Everyone has eye contact. You can pass easily. You can talk to people, two people over. And then you start thinking about those weddings when you're at those long tables and you're absolutely trapped depending on who you are or are not <laughs> sitting next to in the pain of it all. So I, it's true. But you, Lynn, love an oval. Well, it, it came out of those weddings. You know those weddings where there are huge right. round tables and you need a megaphone to talk to the person So across. we're talking round, not too big round. There is it's, I think of it as the Casper limit. More than 52 inches in diameter, and you can't feel that engagement across the table. But, but, if you have an oval table, you've solved the problem completely. First of all, it can go into smaller spaces. Mm-hmm. And secondly, everybody has eye contact, and you're never terribly far apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the perfect thing, actually, is a small round table with leaves. Yes, frankly. exactly. I mean, that's, exactly. that's really what you and want. What I remember Nora saying, which had me just cracking up, was she said whenever she would walk into a dinner party and see a rectangular table, she thought, okay, that's it. I'm going to be talking to two people all night, the people on my left and the person on my right. And I never thought about it before. You know, another thing that we don't think about is lighting. And the architect, Sarah Susanka, she's the one with the not-so-big house franchise, she talked to us about lighting on a couple of occasions. Now, she talked about how light can get people moving at a party where you want them. For instance, if you do pools of light, table lamps Mm -hmm. with some chairs, and the rest of the room is softly lit, that's where people are going to Mm -hmm. gather. And you want people to come to the dinner table, lower the lights in the socializing area, and raise the lights where the table is, and you don't have to say a word. They're all going to move toward the light. Yeah, it's that whole idea for her of pools of light, how you control those pools of light. And the one thing that I remember Sarah said that was made perfect sense to me is that we tend to hang our lights too high. And when yeah. you really, if you have a table with a pennant light hanging over it, you want that light just above eye level when you're sitting down. That's where you're going to get the optimal light and the optimal spill. And the other thing, dimmers. I mean, they cost five bucks. They absolutely will change your, you know, ice cold room into a beautiful bathed pool Mm -hmm. of light in a matter of seconds. It's a really smart thing to do. There's a couple of keys to remember with this. The most flattering light for food and us and the sense of most intimacy is soft light from above, okay, but not too high up, and light from the side. And again, it doesn't have to be that you install sconces on your wall. 
It's just having a couple of table mm-hmm. lamps with light from the side. And, of course, I'm a firm believer in votive lights on the table because it makes everything look good. And the other thing is it's the old I want to huddle around the campfire. Yeah, you huddle around the fire. Yeah, everybody huddles around the votive lights. That's exactly right. I want to talk a little about food, and I have to go back to Nora for this. And this was a story from a long, long time ago, but she talks about her dear friend, um, Lee Bailey, who was this wonderful southern Southern cook and gentleman and designer, designer, really man about town, really wonderful um, man who tells these stories about going to Lee's house for dinner and how they were always so incredible, these meals. And they were often simple. He was a Southern cook. He made Southern fried chicken and really simple things, but he always served a fourth. So he would serve three dishes and then there would be a fourth thing like a chutney or freshly made biscuits or homemade pickles. And you, she said, you just felt special. And like this was, sometimes she said it was just a bowl of fresh peas that you would shuck and eat. And I, I mean, what a great idea that is. The other thing I love that she told us too was that you did arrive and nothing was done. He was usually in the kitchen and he always put people to work. You know, you set the table. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and the silverware's over there, and I think there were napkins over there. And when you think about how obsessed we can get about having everything perfect and think about Where's the, the room to be uh, a guest and have fun? And also, if you don't know anybody at the table, you sit there and shell peas together. You're going to get to know each That's other. exactly right. One last thing. Mm-hmm. The designer Isaac Mizrahi, the man of glorious opinions, he said something I think is one of the great truisms of entertaining. Focus your energy at the beginning and at the Mm -hmm. end, the first impression and the last, which means the special drink you greet people with or the very first thing they sit down to at the table Mm -hmm. and, of course, the dessert. Mm -hmm. And evidently, anything that happens in between, they're not going to remember anyway, so you're home free. It's that hat and shoe mentality of a. Yeah, got a great hat, got great shoes. You're fine. Yep. Hey, thanks for joining us. Now, for a more detailed guide to the stuff you hear here and more recipes and recommendations, be sure to take a look at our book, How to Eat Weekends. You'll find information for it at splendidtable.org. Take care. And have a great weekend.